the secretary and I have a very profound difference. In the last debate, and I believe in her book, very good book, by the way, in her book and in this last debate, she talked about getting the approval or the support or the mentoring of Henry Kissinger. Now, I find it rather amazing, because I happen to believe that Henry Kissinger was one of the most destructive secretaries of state in the modern history of this country. I am proud to say that Henry Kissinger is not my friend. I will not take advice from Henry Kissinger. And in fact, Kissinger's actions in Cambodia, when the United States bombed that country overthrew Prince Sihanouk, created the instability for Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge to come in, who then butchered some three million innocent people, one of the worst genocides in the history of the world. So count me in as somebody who will not be listening to Henry Kissinger. And you mentioned, uh, David, um, Henry Kissinger, and I think he first uh, was noticed by the Rockefeller family after he um, wrote a, um, a very erudite work on uh, nuclear weapons and nuclear war back in the late 1950s. Nuclear weapons and foreign policy. Right. Was doing, yes. It was then published, and uh, from that time on, he became pretty close to the Rockefeller family. Well, he did. Um, actually, I guess I was the first one who got to know him because uh, he was a member of an organization called the Council on Foreign Relations in New York, and there was a, a study group at that time that he, as then a uh, young instructor at Harvard, uh, presided at. I was so impressed by him that uh, I introduced him to my brother Nelson, who was then governor in New York, and was then considering uh, seeking the presidency of the United States. They became great friends, and actually uh, Henry was, became Nelson's foreign policy advisor as long as he was in public life, and I think has, is one of the remarkable international statesmen in the world today. Even 30 years after he was Secretary of State, he is still asked by heads of state when he travels the world uh, for, their, for his advice. Let me go back to the time you said when you came here it transformed your life. Was there a course, a professor, who really made that difference for you? Yes, uh, there was um, one course, one seminar of um, Henry Kissinger, um, which really opened my eyes. I wasn't accepted to the seminar, but I sat in. I think he let me in because I was German. And, uh, and it was relatively shortly after the war, there were not too many Germans here. And uh, this created a friendship which has um, uh, endured until today. And uh, you know, uh, Henry has been several times in, in Davos. Um, and I think it was mainly uh, participating in his seminars that I developed my interest for geopolitical affairs. When uh, President Biden took office, he promised to deliver for the American people by reinvesting in America's greatest sources of strength. And since day one, that's exactly what we've done. <clears throat> we've done it here at home by making historic investments in our competitiveness, in our military, in our infrastructure, in our technology, in our manufacturing base. <clears throat> we've also done it around the world, revitalizing and re-energizing 
our unmatched network of alliances and partnerships. In 2023, we continue to show that this strategy is working. In a year of profound tests, the world looked to the United States to lead, and that's just what we did. It was also a year when our friends and partners took significant, at times even unprecedented, steps to share with us the responsibility of leadership. As we head into 2024, we will continue to stand shoulder to shoulder with those who share our vision for a free, open, prosperous, and secure world, because that's what delivering for the American people demands. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. And folks, folks, you know, it's a sad day in America. A couple, about two weeks late. But it's a sad day the world over. The most charitable man known for his generosity all across Cambodia has passed away at 100 years old. And you know what? Stick with me here because the next, we have two articles. The second article, well, I think I know exactly what we can do with this body. Funeral hasn't happened yet, as far as I know. So, well, I think I know what we can do with the body. Let's get into it. It's not breaking, but Henry Kissinger, dead at 100. What a kindly man. Henry Kissinger passed away at the age of 100 on Wednesday. Look, you see this face right here? Don't know why he looks like that? It's because evil weighs heavy on a man's soul. This article is from the Post Millennial by the Post Millennial. Right here. Wow, yeah. Three weeks-ish late. Henry Kissinger, the final surviving member of ex-president Richard Nixon's cabinet, passed away at the age of 100 on Wednesday. He fully embraced and encouraged going off the gold standard. Keep that in mind, though. Maybe we'll bring it up. He kind of got into like some slightly based shit as he was dying, but I don't really give a fuck about people's deathbed confessions. Usually, it's a, oh, fuck, maybe I can buy my way into heaven just in case kind of a thing. And, you know, look, I don't care if you're Christian or not. Let's say, let's fucking go with the not Christian angle here, right? Actually, let me do this differently. Look, you actually look at the text in the scripture as it is. Kind of sounds and seems like homie kind of already died for everything. Just kind of have to accept it and embrace it. But you've never given a fuck about that your entire life. And here you are on your deathbed. And you're just... Ah, you know, just in case. First off, perhaps he didn't... Perhaps Jesus didn't die for everybody's sins. Uh, still, just kind of a cheap thing. You know, and how do we know you're even being honest? Maybe you just want some shocking headline or revelation before you go. On the other end of that, it just kind of cheapens the whole thing, doesn't it? Like, not one second of your fucking life of slaughtering, butchering, and mangling America's foreign affairs. Even though you've been out of that. Look, you were Klaus Schwab's fucking teacher. And here we are, right? And the media had a very mixed reaction, surprisingly. Some people came out and they were like, oh, it's tragic. Other people were like, 
Insane warmonger dies at a hundred. It's like, damn. Kind of annoyed he got to that age. Look, I don't wish any unnatural passing on anyone, but it's like a hundred? A hundred. We couldn't get a hundred years out of Betty White, but we got a hundred years out of fucking Henry Kissinger? God damn. The world is not a fair place, man. Sometimes... Happy endings don't go the way they should, right? Henry Kissinger, the final surviving, I read that. Quote, Dr. Henry Kissinger, a respected American scholar and statesman, died today at his home in Connecticut. Kissinger Associates said in a statement, released late Wednesday. I guess there's two late things in this article. Serving as both National Security Advisor and Secretary of State simultaneously... Again, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of sway here in American politics overseas. If you, you, you see this shit here, man, what a busy guy! What a, a busy, you, you know, you'd think you'd be healthier if you were doing so much. But let's continue on. Kissinger, a key figure in Nixon's cabinet, played a vital role in shaping the last, uh, the lasting alterations of the 20th century's U.S. foreign policy. He approached emphasizing realism and the reduction of tensions among major global powers. He served under Gerald Ford. He garnered both praise and criticism. I mean, that's one way of going about it, right? And his complex legacy continues to have an impact on relations with China, Russia, and the Middle East. Yeah, dude, Henry Kissinger went from, maybe we could just nuke China... To, hey, what if we take the approach of, uh, you know, maybe we get them interested in a little open trade here and there, right? Also, get off the gold standard. Look, surely if we introduce China to the global economy, surely there won't be any consequences. Like, all of our pharmaceuticals and all that shit, including our major manufacturing and silicon chips being all made... In the Eastern Asian regions of the world. Oh, Taiwan, Silicon Chips, China, fucking everything made in China. Remember back in the day, you get these little oval stickers, little shiny golden oval stickers on everything. It said made in Taiwan. Now it's all made in China. Thanks, Mr. Kissinger. Hey, you know, if we get some of these contracts going to China, you know, we get them making some American stuff here. Uh, maybe we can get them to be less communistic. Like, well, that was weird. Recording crashed for a second. Sorry about that. Anyway, I'm just going to move on. Don't really know what I was saying for a second. I've lost my train of thoughts on that one. Uh, right now, Russia, Middle East. Kissinger and Lee Duck Ta. The leader of North Vietnam jointly received a Nobel Peace Prize for their negotiations that concluded the U.S. participation in the the U.S. participation in the Vietnam War. Pay no mind to the smoldering embassy in Saigon. Please pay no mind to that. Henry Kissinger successfully ended America's participation in Vietnam, folks. Let's get really fucking boring for just a, a, a short period of time, folks. Let's get 
educational. 1974, North Vietnamese troops had violated the Paris Peace Accords and renewed their assault on the South. It was clear the Republic of Vietnam would fall. In April of 75, North Vietnamese troops approached the southern capital of Saigon. President Gerald Ford ordered all U.S. troops and citizens out of the country. Permit the movement of refugees to the area of their choice. And on April 29th, Armed Forces Radio began playing White Christmas. The signal an evacuation was underway. <laughs> I give no fuck what you dream of! Get out of my country! Go! Leave! Fuck off! <laughs> Go! Leave! I moved to your country 20 years and I'm a dry cleaner! Fuck you! <laughs> I'm dreaming of a fucking escape. You get weekly played. I'm running home for the holidays. Uh, it's a holly jolly fuck situation. Uh, fuck the halls. Uh, God. <coughs> Look, man. I'm just saying. Weird fucking wording. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. America's, uh, participation. Yeah, America got the world's greatest blood-soaked participation trophy. Thanks to Henry Kissinger for our participation in the Vietnam conflict. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, this is why I say no outlet is perfect, man. I like the post-millennial. I love the post-millennial big bunches. Is this the post-millennial or SCNR? SCNR. It's SCNR, isn't it? I was right. It is the post-millennial. Look, I love a lot of their coverage, but man, man, did you drop the ball on that one. Hey, look, look. This is PBS, right? PBS is like, and is and always has been the mouthpiece for the establishment. And when PBS is like... Yeah, we got fucked. Like, this is the kind of fucking America will not see until Joe Biden gets in office and fumbles Afghanistan. Then we'll see, like, an equal fucking. Except for that one's actually fucking us a lot harder. You want to know why? The Vietnamese didn't rush the southern border with guns and weaponry. We left at a fucking air base in Bagram. You know, at least when they did 9-11, they had to go and put the effort in of stealing a plane. Joe Biden left them armed fucking fighter jets. Luckily, the videos came out very briefly, like, very quickly of them, like, flying around, joyriding, and then crashing. It's almost like they were never taught how to land the plane. It's like it wasn't a, a planned concept for their fucking, uh, job, to put it lightly. Land? Where do you go and you no need land? Only need only thing you need to do is land that dick in 72 virgin pussy. That's what good, good hello pussy sounds like, brother. Habibi. In paradise. Yes. Oh, God. That's those Muslim countries that follow my podcast. They're just 
dwindling at this point. But get the, get the fuck out of here. Was assigned to rescue U.S. Ambassador Graham the mission evolved into an 18-hour day of shuttling people. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith whacking in a fucking corner of the hotel in that one chair that's always in the corner of every hotel room. While Autumn and fucking Jada were busy, he participated in the fucking event. America was fucking Autumn in Vietnam. What the fuck are you talking about? God, that, 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 that joke made zero sense unless you really follow that Jada Will Smith shit. Fuck me. People to an armada of ships waiting in the South China Sea. And as Barry flew toward the U.S. Embassy in Saigon, he could see enemy tanks approaching the city. So I land behind the embassy, said, I'm, I'm here to get the ambassador. Because I'm thinking somebody told him I was coming to get him. Well, then somebody else uh, gets on the phone and said, well, the ambassador isn't coming. Said, well, really? So I'm supposed to get him. Well, no, he's not. So take a lift of these. So they loaded Vietnamese on. In the early hours of April 30th, Despite multiple flights with hundreds of evacuees and with time running out, Barry uttered three words that meant it was imperative for the U.S. diplomat to leave. I'm not leaving the roof until the ambassador's on board. Plot <laughs> well, twist. Out of nowhere, I just I said, the president sends. Two minutes later, the ambassador's up with his whole staff to come, come out. That's all we needed. Probably needed, I could have said that at 12 in the afternoon. So he comes up, gets on. We fly out with the ambassador, and you make the call, you know, tiger, 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 that means the ambassador's out. Personally, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that uh, we've, uh, the United States of America Just like Afghanistan. is uh, being humiliated uh, and is leaving uh, an area that we had come to defend. And defend. we've been defeated. Uh, yes, we've chosen to leave. But we've chosen to leave because it's no longer defendable with the resources that we have. <laughs> Do you hear the fucking... Hey, gold medal for mental gymnastics, my man. Look, we chose to leave. We were totally in control. We chose to leave because the situation became uncontrollable. Folks, please, trust me. I totally love the situation. It's like when you watch your friend in a bar provoke a fucking bar fight, and then he talks all that shit, gets knocked the fuck out, gets up and goes, look, I went down on purpose. In fact, I felt bad for embarrassing you in the first place. I want to make you look good. It's just like, dog, you got fucking annihilated for talking shit. Stop. No. You're just... Weird spins. It's the wording. It's the fucking... We were totally winning. We lost because we were winning. In fact, there's so much winning. We were sick of winning, folks. We were real fucking tired of winning, folks. So we started to lose. By choice. And no one makes choices like me, folks. Have uh, chosen to commit, and the, the limits fuck? that we have put on our involvement in South Vietnam. Can we stop with like all the weird word games we always do with the fucking Vietnam War, the invasion, however you want to fucking call it? It's just kind of a weird thing. We're like, oh, you know, the conflict. 
Oh, we totally won the Vietnam War, guys. No, we didn't. How the fuck do you think we won the Vietnam Why do you think we pulled out voluntarily? We were ran off by dudes with rusty, broken AKs they got from jaded Russian fucking arms dealers that wanted to, like, see America get its ass handed to them. Like, I don't know what the fuck... The fuck... <sighs> Sheesh. Anyway, let's get back into it, shall we? Now we got that little whack ass history out of it. I should do a thing, whack ass history. But let, 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 let's continue on. Praise, uh, jointly <laughs> Kissinger and Lee Duc Thaw, the leader of North Vietnam, Vietnam, jointly received a Nobel Prize for their negotiations that concluded the U.S. participation in the Vietnam War. <sighs> Oh, if you know what, Joe Biden should get a Nobel Peace Prize for ending our participation in the Afghanistan conflict. Kissinger, a Jewish refugee, escaped Nazi... Uh... Look, this is that same kind of spin they put on people like George Soros. They're like, he's a holocaust. George Soros was helping the Nazis. So was this fucker. What are you... What the fuck are you on about, mate? You fucking dense. Alright. I don't get the legacy behind this guy. I don't get the weird admiration for him. Hey, look. If you're a fucking... If you're that Kissinger bro out there, you know that Kissinger 2024 guy out there, make your argument in the comments below. I am genuinely in good faith. Look. <laughs> if you're not willing to have your mind changed, then why have one? So, if you actually have a good argument for, like, yeah, you're wrong about Kissinger, and here's why, hey, I welcome it. I like and I pin good comments all the time. Like, look at most of the videos I have up on BitChute, mainly. I pin comments. If they're good comments, or they got a lot of information to them, I pin them, I engage with them, I ask questions, ask for sources. And if your source is, I made it the fuck up, hey, I, I mean, I'll dab you up, but I don't know where you want me to go with that. But, all right, let's get back into it. A Jewish refugee mm -hmm. escaped Nazi Germany with his family in 1938. After settling in the United States, all right. Actually, hold on, real quick. Here we go. Because facts do fucking matter, and fact checking yourself does matter when. I... Sorry, when you think you're wrong. Henry Kissinger had nothing to do with helping the Nazis. There's just a wave of fucking articles that all talk about how it shaped his worldview. So, complete correction. However, not like, however, even though I was wrong about this, uh, but to completely be like that. Ooh, wow. So, a handful of years ago, it was a lot easier to find articles that didn't dance around the bush so fucking hard. But, you know what? TLDR, yes, Nazi sympathizer. If you want, I'll leave this article in the description below. I'm actually going to give this whole thing its own little fucking dedication. But, no, George Soros was not a Nazi or a Nazi collaborator during World War II. Soros was all 13 years old when the Nazis occupied Hungary, his home country, and 14 when World War II ended. Right here. 
During World War II, George Soros was a member of the SS, a Nazi paramilitary organization, or a Nazi collaborator who helped confiscate property from Jews. Hmm. So the thing was, no one really made the claim that he was a Nazi <laughs> officer. There was a photo that for a long time people thought was him in like a uniform. It was just a random postal Nazi guy, just a random kid who was like a Hitler youth mailman. Uh, however, that's always mixed in. To throw. Let's just scroll down here a little bit, shall we? George Soros. Or so, right here. Scroll in. Boop, 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 boop. Just for like a little example of the wordplay here. Like I said, I'm going to give this whole article, this whole Snopes thing, its own fucking dedication. Scrolling through it. But let's go down here. It was also claimed that Soros survived the German occupation of Budapest by becoming a Nazi collaborator, Fox News pundit Glenn Beck alleged in November 2010. For example, the that the 14-year-old Soros helped the government confiscate the lands of his fellow Jewish friends and neighbors. And worse, in Beck's view, was unrepentant about it. Now, get ready for the he was just a boy argument. So, when George Soros was 14, his father, and this is right here, this little, this little different color thing, this is the Snopes fact check cubicle, by the way. You'll notice I scrolled past a few of them. You can go back and pause it if you want to read those. Just scroll past for any sketchy reasons. And if you want, there's also going to be an article, a link to this article in the description below, as always. So, continue on. So, when George Soros was 14 years old, his father basically bribed a government official to take his son in and let him pretend to be a Christian. Pretending to be a Christian. You, you're going to say, he didn't know why he had to pretend to be a Christian? Look, maybe I'm a weird exa uh, example, or an outlier here, but I think we all kind of had a sense the government was fucked when we were teenagers, hence the inherent rebellion in us. So when you literally know the government's murdering and murking people around you of Jewish heritage and faith... So much to the point where you actively are pretending to be a Christian and your father's paying a Nazi to protect you as long as you maintain this facade of Christianity. Sounds like we got the collaboration part down. Exchange of money, agreement to go along with the plot. Hmm, weird. Seems like we got a collaboration of sorts, doesn't it? Let's continue on, shall we? His father was just trying to help keep him alive. He even had to go around confiscating property of Jewish people. Oh, no! But you said it was a false claim! What happened? I thought it was a false claim. Fuck. I was like... Well, but the claim is he collaborated with Nazis and, and wanted to confiscate... Wanted to confiscate... Wanted to confiscate Jewish people's property, and he, him and his father collaborated with Nazis, and he had to help them confiscate Jewish people's property. Where's the lie? This is the problem with Snopes. I've said this before. A lot of people have said this similar things. Snopes will run an article, and it'll be like, "Look, let's say uh, Joe Biden goes on microphone." And is asked, hey, what do you think of Kanye West? And he just goes, he's a fucking hard R. 
Hey, we're a Christian show here. We don't say that kind of. We don't say that that language around these parts. <laughs> anyway. Snopes would run an article if Joe Biden went on there and said, that man's a nigward. Snopes would run an article saying, did Joe Biden call Kanye West a nigward? On a snowy July afternoon? False. And then, sorry if I just blew your ears out. Then they'll scroll down to the little helpful little, little box and they'll read, while Joe Biden did in fact call Kanye West a nigward, it was not a snowing July. In fact, July is not known for its snowy weather, despite the common adage, winter in July. Uh, that's the thing about Snopes and all these other fact-checking things. They'll say false, right? So when you go right... Oops. So when you go here, right, just to the the Google thing right here, boop, 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 fact-check, says false, says false, says false right here. No, George Soros right here. Fact-check by Snopes.com. False. Or a Nazi collaborator who helped confiscate Jewish property. Right here. He even had to go around confiscating property of Jewish people. Huh. Huh. Why yield? You're a Hungarian Jew who escaped the Holocaust by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And... You watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. I was 14 years old. And I would yes. say that that's when my character was Soros, made. In what way? That one should think ahead, one should understand and, and anticipate events. Uh, and uh, one, one is threatened. It was a tremendous threat of evil. I mean, it was a, a very personal experience of evil. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours who swore. Hey, George Soros. Realize, 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 homie. We're working as a real donut. That you were uh, his adopted godson. Yeah, yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. Oh, what? No! That's, that sounds... Uh... So, George, George! Didn't you know Snopes said that that didn't happen? That, why would you come out here and lie about yourself, Mr. Soros? Get the fuck out of here. I fucking... Uh, like an experience that would send lots of people to the psychiatric couch for many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. It, uh, maybe as a child, you don't you don't see the connection. Yeah, as he recalls with a big fucking smile. You wanna know why? Fuck you. I got mine, Anne. And frankly speaking, uh, but it was it created no no problem at all. No feeling of guilt. No. For example, oh, that, was uh, that about him being I'm unrepentant? Uh, and here I am watching these people go. I could just as easily be there. I should be there. None of that. Well, uh, of course, I could, uh, <coughs> I could be on the other side, or I could be the one from whom it, the thing is being taken away. Uh, um, but there was no sense that I shouldn't be there because uh, that was. Uh, 
Well, actually, in a funny way, it's just like in markets that if I weren't there, of course I wasn't doing it. Folks, that's how you know he's Jewish. He goes, look, Goyim, just because, look, look, hey, Gentile, oi, hey, Goy, Goy, hear me out, whoa. Look, Mr. Kind Goyim with the, with the idol worship and the false gods and the idols and the prophets and the whatnots. Hear me out, hear me out. Helping kill my own people in exchange for financial gain and profit is a lot like the stock market. Oy vey. How do you not comprehend that? What is wrong with you? Goyim, you do not understand the powers. The powers. I love these... These coins together in hopes you sweet goyim sigle it out. But somebody else would, 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 would be taking it away anyhow. You know, was the, whether I was there or not, but I was only a spectator. Was the property was being taken away. So yeah. I had no role in taking away that property. So I had no sense of guilt. <laughs> I just, I just fucking did it. Why should I feel bad? Fuck them. Alright, folks. That's all. That's all you need to see with that one. Again, I'll leave a link to that in the description below. Let's get back to the main article here at hand. God damn. I just... Look, when I say something like that, I'm going to affect myself. I didn't see anything that said Henry Kissinger. I remember reading a bunch of shit back in the day that claimed Henry Kissinger was, but I couldn't seem to find anything that had that issue linking to the fact check department. But hey. Maybe I maybe I missed something. But when it came to George Soros, I'm like, I know that motherfucker was a Nazi sympathizer. I watched him admit it. And there's that clip that I watched when I was a kid. There, there you go. Anyway, moving on. So when they try to say MK Ultra didn't happen, you're like, we had classified documents in Library of Congress.gov that we just type in MK Ultra in the search bar. It comes up. What are you, what are you talking about? I don't know so many times. It's like people look Illuminati's not real. Then you go to the Library of Congress and you type in Illuminati, and there's tons of official letters talking about it in the official Library of Congress.gov. Go do it. Fun homework assignment, folks. But let's get back into the articles at hand. Again, Henry Kissinger died. Tragic event. America in mourning. I know what to do with the body. There's gunshots somewhere outside. Maybe they a good name. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's not find out, actually. I'm, I'm not going to go find out. You go find out. Uh, studies at Harvard College. Kissinger, a Jewish refugee, escaped Nazi Germany with his family in 1938. After settling in the United States, he demonstrated academic excellence, com uh, completing his undergraduate studies at Harvard in 1950. Under the mentorship of William... Yandel Elliott. He furthered his education at Harvard University, earning both an MA and a PhD degrees in 1951 and 1954, respectively. Up until his death, Kissinger was considered to be one of the most polarizing figures in American politics. Yeah. And Dick Cheney's also a real fucking... I wonder, I wonder if that guy fucking... Was a good, a good one or not. In response to the Ukraine war, Kissinger reversed his position advocating for Ukraine to join NATO, a.k.a. ensuring World War Three. Literally. Because if any NATO country is attacked, it's part of Article 3 of NATO that all countries respond as if they were personally attacked. 
that when 9-11 happened, that didn't really seem to be the uh, response globally. wonder why that happened. Bush. Um, I was opposed to the... Mem- Let's see. Before this war, I was opposed to the membership of Ukraine and NATO because I feared it would start a very process that we are now seeing. Now that this process has reached this level, the idea of a neutral Ukraine under those conditions no longer makes sense. He died in his home in Connecticut. Go fuck yourself. Now, what do we do with this body, folks? We have a body of a dead POS. What do we do with it? British inquiry finds serious failings at hospital where workers had sex with more than a hundred corpses. I am just saying. Look, we in a numerology... Died at 100, and this man has fucked 100 in corpses. Let's get that bitch to a nice 101. Real educational-like. David Fuller's article by Brian Brian Mellon. Imagine you go to, you know, fucking journalist school, and this is what you walk away with. You have to write... You you walk away... You, you go to all... You go become a, 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 a... You got a degree in journalism. And you write sentences like... The male's penis, or... His vagina and her penis. Man fucked a hundred corpses over 15 years without being detected. I paid for this press credential. Goofy. London AP. A British government ordered inquiry, yeah, said Tuesday it found serious filings. At hospitals, where an electrician who was later convicted, yeah, of murder, has been able to have sex with more than a hundred, more than a hundred corpses. The cold, stiff, lifeless bags, just like the Queen, mate. Wild, wild. Let me give an Australian in this one. Over the past fifteen years, without being detected, David Fuller's necrophilia. Was uncovered in twenty in twenty twenty when police used DNA to tie him to the nineteen eighty seven slayings of two women, and also discovered millions of images of sexually of sexual abuse at his home. The images included videos of him having sex with the dead bodies of women and girls in the moratories at two hospitals where he worked in at least England. Well, I'm going to stop reading this here, because you get the joke. Uh, later on in the article, he kind of swinged both ways. And I, I think this man's last meal, when he's marched to death row for his horrific crimes against the dead, I think his last meal should be a nice, heaping mouthful of Henry Kissinger's meat. I will talk to you all later.